Hi, I'm Clark Dunn, your host of the Beyond Rockets podcast. Huntsville, Alabama is primarily known for being the Rocket City because of its close association with the U.S. space mission. But Huntsville is so much more than that. Huntsville is home to many high-tech companies, entrepreneurs involved in interesting startups, talented creatives, and much, much more. My goal is to introduce you to some of these individuals that are taking Huntsville beyond the rocket. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. This episode's a little different than normal. I'm doing this episode over Zoom, and I'm interviewing three guests that I've had on the podcast before, showcasing how they've had to adapt to these uncertain times. If you like what you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and follow me on Instagram at Beyond Rockets. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Beyond Rockets. First off, I'm sitting down with Kayla from Elitair Boutique. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Go ahead and jump into the first question. Uh, What are some of the ways in which you've had to adapt because of this pandemic to allow you to continue to sell products and stay open? Yeah, so we've always had an online platform, but for us, it's really been used for people to look at and then to come in and try on the pieces because it's really fun to come in and shop. For girls, you want to come in and try on clothes. Um, But now we have made sure all of our pieces are online. I think before we weren't as quick to upload them. Um, because they would move so fast. So now we are putting everything online. Um, I think the only thing we don't have online are our greeting cards. Other than that, the entire store is online. And um, just doing fun promotional sales, things that they would like to have right now or could use later, put those on sale, you know, Easter, Mother's Day, that sort of thing's coming up. So just really going for the website. Um, We decided to do free shipping early on just as a nice little bonus. Like we can ship it to you for free, no problem. Um, But something we ended up doing, and I honestly, I did not think that this was going to take off at all, um, was delivery. And I just thought people wouldn't want things delivered. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And (laughs) people have wanted things delivered because you can kind of get it same day. If you order something during the week early enough, and I'm at the store because I'm still at the store most of the time, I can just on my way home, run it by and drop it front porch. And it's just like a nice little happy. So we've just tried to get, make it fun, keep it fresh. But another thing I've done is made sure that I've shown up every day. When this first started, I asked them like, do you want me to keep showing you fun things? And I had so many people write back and say, yes, we want like when we watch your stories, everything feels normal and we just want to feel normal. Um, so I've just acted as if nothing has changed except for my store being closed <laughs> <laughs> a lot, but, um, everything else we've done some fun videos, just trying to make it a little bit more fun for them since they're home. And that way they can have something online virtually. Is the impact that you first thought it would have in March when this first kind of came about the same impact it has had now, or has there been any unexpected impacts that you did not foresee? Oh, that is a good question. I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, never lived through anything like this and we're still pretty new. I mean, we're only three and a half years old. Um, So I didn't know how it would affect, but People have been so supportive and, you know, women want to shop and they still want to feel pretty even when they're home, even if it's just a pair of earrings or a headband, you know, something that they can just put on and feel cute in for the day. Um, But it has kind of stayed the same. Um, We haven't seen any changes and I guess this is week four. Um, So 
I don't know if going forward that's going to change at all, but obviously we're not where we need to be, but that's okay. We're just playing it, you know, by ear, day by day. Um, but I didn't really know what to expect. So I know being a small business owner is already incredibly difficult, even when everything seems to be working out. How have you been able to deal with the added stress that the last month has brought? <laughs> um, I think the first time that I was on the podcast, I mentioned that I bought a punching bag for my birthday. <laughs> um, that has been wonderful. Um, just stress. It's stress of everything. It's not just with the business, but stress for my customers, stress for my vendors. Um, I have a lot of local brands, you know, I've really tried to hype them up so that I can keep ordering from them. Um, my give back brands like able, they help women who've been in human trafficking or abuse situations. And those women make those products. If no products are being ordered, then nothing can be made and they can't get paid. So it's just been a bunch of different stresses. Um, that I've honestly, lots of prayer, lots of working out and really trying to stay positive. Um, I think there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it and kind of get yourself down and just not do anything. Or you can look at this as an opportunity and say, Hey, I'm going to try to do some good. I'm going to try to make people happy. I mean, we're not saving lives at Elitaire, but I can make people have fun. You know, even if it's just looking at something pretty, I can just give them that and I can give them a sale. So, um, just looking at that with a positive attitude, other business owners I've been in contact with just trying to, you know, reach out to them and they've reached out to me and us just, I think it's really grown a lot of us closer. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of people that I didn't know as well. So just those little things of handling the stress, um, just trying not to go down that rabbit hole of it being a negative thing, even though it is so negative right now, just trying to stay positive and know that, you know, everything ends. We don't know this one, when this will end, but it will end. Um, so just, just trying to stay positive for as long as possible. What are some of the ways in which people can still help support you and Elitaire Boutique during this time? So I got on the other day and I actually shared this on our Instagram, but you don't even have to purchase something to support any local business, including Elitaire. Um, sharing a social media post. Um, oh my goodness. Telling a friend who you might think might like, you know, something we're talking about that day, or if they've been searching for something that we have, just sharing it, letting people know. Of course, if you want to purchase something, great. Um, I've had a lot of people get gifts for other people just to lift them up. Um, we have scripture and birthday cards. Um, so if you need to send something to someone you want to help celebrate, we'll send that card out for them and write a note in it, whatever you want. You know, just those little things um, you don't have to purchase. So sharing has been awesome. We've been doing, you know, some things on Facebook and Instagram and people have shared them and that really helps get the word out. Um, and helps get new following, even if they don't buy anything. It's just, again, something fun for them to look at. They can watch our videos, read our blogs, that sort of thing, help pass the time. Thank you so much for being here. It really means a lot. And don't forget to check out Elitaire Boutique by visiting their website, elitaireboutique.com. Thanks so much. 
Next, I'm sitting down with Drew from Offbeat Coffee Studio. Thank you so much for being here. What are some of the ways in which you've had to adapt because of this pandemic to allow you to continue to sell products and stay open? Sure. Uh, we, we try to stay a little bit ahead of uh, both state government and federal government's regulations. Uh, a few ways we've done that is we went ahead and went to uh, curbside only. So I'm actually not letting really anyone in the shop uh, customer-wise. Um, so th- with that being said, we're doing a lot of curbside pickup. We're doing a lot of phone-in orders. Uh, we've partnered with uh, an app called Clusive. So that's C-L-O-O-S-I-V. And what's cool about Clusive is, is they allow us to take orders through an app, uh, kind of through a platform that they create. Um, and with a very easy, maybe took us like 30 minutes to set it up, uh, allows folks to uh, place orders from, you know, coffee to, you know, our food options, like our pastries, uh, to even our retail uh, and some of our t-shirts. You know, you can place that order through your phone. You don't have to, you know, tell one of one of us, your, your card info over the phone, you know, it's, it's a lot more safe, more secure. Uh, so much so is you can even put like a pickup time and what you're driving. That way when you see, when we see you pull up, we just run out and, and kind of, kind of deliver that. So we're, we're still offering our full menu. We just kind of, we swap to more, more curbside and to go options with, with some added safety on our end uh, and, and for the customers really as well uh, by doing curbside only and not allowing folks to even come in and place to go orders. So everything's done outside. There's like a quick handoff. Um, and that's really just to keep us and our customer base safe during this time. So when this first started back in March, how long did you think it would last and what impact did you think it would have on your business at the time? Honestly, we were very, very optimistic about, uh, everything early on with COVID. Um, you know, we ended up having to lay off, you know, furlough most of our staff. Um, and we were not expecting to do that. We were really going to try and hold out and not have to make that decision. But, you know, the situation kind of forced our hand in that. Um, it's been a lot higher impact than we thought it'd be. Um, I, I would say we're operating at maybe 20 to 25% normal capacity, you know, daily. Um, which from what I've heard around other locals and then, you know, just friends, you know, nationwide in coffee, it, it, it's about the same. Um, so we're kind of getting pulled in this, in this kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of two part split. You've got, you've got the government telling folks to stay home, like don't go out, you know, but then you've got your locals, you know, folks, you know, your friends and family, those that own small businesses or, you know, everything from like my best friend owns a gym over at Bender's, you know, um, they've had to close their doors entirely, you know, can't have anyone come in, you know, so they've had to shut down their business for a month already. And, um, the impact to answer your question is, has been a bit higher than, than, than we'd originally anticipated. Um, but as is everybody else, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of taking everything day by day. It's, it's still kind of fluid. Um, but yeah, we're just serving coffee and trying to mitigate the impact as much as we can. So I know being a small business owner is already incredibly difficult, even when everything seems to be working out. How have you been able to deal with the added stress that the last month has brought? Uh, stress is a, is a, is a fun thing as a business owner and that it really just never goes away. It's just kind of, you're always stressed about something about your business. Um, 
it's just another layer, really. Uh, you know, COVID and the quarantine again, it just forces us uh, to kind of come up with creative solutions to to make sales and and more so than just making sales, but to engage with our community. Um, at Offbeat specifically, we're very relational, like love our community, like really feel like a lot of our customer base, you know, especially our regulars have become family, you know, uh, since we've been here. So to not be able to see, you know, those who you see as family, uh, it gets hard after a while, you know? So in that regard, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. So what are some of the ways in which people can still help support you and Offbeat Coffee Studio during this time? Oh, and ways you can support Offbeat. So again, we're still doing curbside uh, orders through Clusive. Um, you can buy e-gift e cards through Square. Uh, that link is in our bio. Uh, we've actually gotten a uh, kind of a, a, a charity t-shirt that we're doing with Fat Sammy, Sugar Bell, Vertical House Records, um, and Canadian Bacon. Um, and it's like a Grateful Dead inspired uh, t-shirt that proceeds are going to go to all of our respective staffs. Um, so that's one way you can help uh, offbeat directly. Um, still tip, you know, we're, we're still making sure that, you know, what staff we do have, you know, are still getting all those tips, you know, and, uh, you know, just come in, keep making orders, you know, stay safe, like make sure you're wearing gloves when you go out, make sure you're wearing masks. Uh, please stay curbside with us. Uh, help us stay safe so we can keep you safe. Um, and yeah, just keep buying coffee, keep buying food. Thank you again so much for being here. It really means a lot. And don't forget to check out Offbeat Coffee Studio for any of your coffee, pastry, or tea needs. The final guest on this episode of Beyond Rockets is Vertical House Records. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, the first question is, what are some of the ways in which you've had to adapt because of this pandemic to allow you to continue to sell products and stay open? Uh, we've, we've been posting a lot on our social media and been doing home deliveries and shipping, which we don't normally do we usually do ship out stuff but we can usually have people come in our store and look for things themselves and special order for them to pick up in the store but it's you know changed a little bit just by having to do a lot more postage uh shipping and stuff like that and a few home deliveries how has not having a online like store for people to shop at affected you and if have you like you said you've had to put out a lot more stories for people to look at has people and you said you had a lot of uh, still had some success with people purchasing things and having some orders come in every week, but mm. is, has, has it been a big struggle? Cause I know a lot of people online is like the next big thing right now because really you can't go in person. One of the biggest things with um, used records, especially uh, those vintage albums don't really have barcodes. So for us to have an, an adequate online store for everything we have, we would have to create barcodes for everything. And with 25,000 items in stock, that seems like it would be a little overbearing um, normally like when we have a, a used crate come in, Andy can just flip through it online and then five minutes later, half of it's out the door. So for us to take the time to put everything through a system, um, a point of sale system and everything, it just doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't seem worth it, but it just seems like a lot of extra work. And another thing with the vintage albums is oftentimes people want to like look at them and hold them and physically check out their condition, which isn't something they can do online. So we've had really good success with putting like the new releases online. Um, since they are new albums, then, you know, the quality will be there and, you know, people will get a new album shipped to them. So that's been a lot better. And um, as far as that goes, we've been selling more online in that regard. But with the vintage stuff, we've just kind of been 
putting them on, on there. And then if people want to like putting them on Instagram and then if people want to buy them, you know, then they can. And we haven't had anyone request it, but Andy can always like do a video walkthrough with like a FaceTime thing of like, Hey, here's the condition, you know, here's what it looks like, you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened before the end of this, um, pandemic. <laughs> When this first started back in March, how long did you think it would last and what impact did you think it would originally have on the business? Uh, I think Andy was actually in denial of it all happening. (laughs) Um, When it first came out that the mill was going to be closing, you know, we jumped to conclusions a little bit by saying that we didn't think it was right and that we should still be able to control, you know, when we should be able to be closed and not at the mercy of the mill in general. But you know, the more we thought about it, the more we read the data and everything and the numbers just kept climbing. It was like, well, we don't want to be irresponsible and we don't want to be a place that people um, are encouraged to gather in. So, you know, we quickly realized our, you know, mistakes and knew that the mill was just thinking of, you know, everyone's benefit of needing to be closed because, you know, there are artists that have um, immune com- compromised immune systems. And so out of respect for them and out of respect for patrons, it just made sense to close. Um, but we didn't, I don't know. It was just, it just took everything by surprise, even though I had been following the story since it broke in China. Um, you know, when it reached the U S when it did, it was just kind of like, you're still kind of in denial about it. But then as those numbers creep up, you're like, okay, well, we're all in this together. We're all having to deal with it as long as we can get through this, it's fine. You know, some people haven't had it as lucky. And so once we started realizing how lucky we are that, you know, we have good savings and we've got things and, and like we were talking earlier, it is just Andy and I. So we're very fortunate not to have to, um, have employees that we have to think about during this time, because I mean, I can't imagine the stress that businesses are having to go through, um, not only trying to keep their doors open, but trying to keep their employees paid and, you know, their patrons happy. So we're definitely counting our blessings. (laughs) I know being a small business owner is already incredibly difficult, even when everything seems to be working out. How have you been able to deal with this added stress that the last month has brought? Um, I'll start. And then Andy, if you want to finish. Honestly, we were talking about it the other day and again, we're very fortunate that it hasn't been extremely stressful for us. Like the first round of orders we put out there that we're, you know, how we were handling online orders, we had enough come through to make our rent. So that was a big sigh of relief. Um, And it's just been continuous support from people locally, regionally. I mean, we've got orders coming in from Texas and everything. So it's just really great knowing that everyone's trying to help everyone during this time. And so they are making purchases and they're trying to see what they can do to help. Um, So honestly, it's been kind of nice because we've been able to take care of some stuff at home and everything, but man, we definitely miss the mill and we miss um, the day to day and we miss our regulars and we miss, you know, people coming in and looking through things and um, just talking shop, like talking music and like introducing people to new music And I know Andy is so good at matchmaking people with like their music choices. So, which is one reason, you know, we decided to do the mystery box where you send us the artist you like, and then he'll put together a kind of a curated collection for you to go through. Um, But yeah, I mean, as far as like the stress of it, 
it's not really that stressful. It's actually a little bit easier because people are like, here's what I want. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Andy is finding that there is some stress that I'm completely oblivious to, but <laughs> I mean, I think the only really stressful part to me is just not knowing when it will be over and like how long it will last just being, you know, there's a lot of our customers that don't use the internet and don't, I mean, they may have a phone, but they don't like have Instagram and they don't have Facebook and they literally rely on coming to the store every other day just to like flip through records. So those type of people aren't necessarily probably getting the outlet to look for music that others are. Um, but I mean, that's the only stressful thing really is just thinking of stuff like that. And just, you know, we get a lot of people just kind of walk in and like they come to check out low mill and they just end up coming in our store and buying something. So we're probably missing out on sales like in that aspect, but you know, I'd still like to continue to ship as many records as we have been. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we're even down to like deliver records. If people don't have time to come by the shop, like that's always a thing we can still do once we're open again. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't been terribly stressful um, as much as it has been for other businesses. I'm sure. I know you you mentioned the uh, curated box. I actually tried that with y'all, and it was uh, yeah. it was awesome to see the records that you cho- chose and the records that I had that I haven't even like thought of getting. And even when I asked oh, for nice. recommendations, that you were like, I was like, I want you to throw in something that you really like, something that I would never get. Yeah. You threw in something, and it's been like it was awesome playing it over and over again. Nice. So besides besides those curated boxes that you're kind of putting together, what are some other ways that people can still help support you during this time? Um, we've been doing, I mean, people have been buying gift certificates and sending us like requests on not just the curated boxes, but also records they've been looking for. And we've still been doing weekly orders with our distributors who are luckily still open, uh, new releases, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we did like a deal on, on DVDs where we were doing, I think five DVDs for 10 bucks, just cause we know people are holed up at their house and probably need something to watch. <laughs> um, so that's been good. And we've been getting getting rid of some things that that way but um yeah i'm sure you know we're posting oh yeah we're also hosting a couple um documentaries that were supposed to come out for record store day this weekend i think starting friday there's two there's one that's about a record store that was in new york city called other music um who they closed in 2016 but there's a documentary about them that you can what you can rent from us through our website and then the pro, like half the proceeds go to us and then the other half go to the filmmakers. And then there's another one called vinyl nation that um, it's another documentary about the resurgence of vinyl. So we have those and we're going to be posting the links to those on our website like the next day or so. So that's another way to support. Thank you so much for being here. It really means a lot. And I look forward to continue seeing the support that the community will give you during this time. And don't forget to check out vertical house records on Instagram. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond Rockets. I know it was a little different than a normal episode, but it was a lot of fun to record. And don't forget to go check out each one of their companies, all the other small businesses in Huntsville right now. They definitely need your support more than ever. And thank you so much for listening.